I find it, it it's really helped accelerate both my drawing and my sculpting in both directions, you know, because said brush is very much like drawing, um, you know, in three dimensions. And, and then to take that back into clay sculpting was, I thought I found very useful. <laughs> All right, so we are recording. And it looks like I think Camtasia is recording also. So this would be a fun test if it works, because I look very pixelated. You look great. Thank you. Yeah, you look kind of pixely, but it's a weird one. I, don't I think know. We'll it's, I it think it's just uh, my Logitech webcam. It's it's a good camera, but it's not it's not a 4K no. Canon. No, this one isn't either. But then again, I wouldn't want to suck up that much bandwidth. But you don't want it. This is pretty good. It's not. It's not like it looks like a moving bag of Lego or something. So you're right. <laughs> that's always a joy when you get that. Um, that's the the curse of of these uh, higher fidelity cameras, though. Is it just ends up more payload? I mean, as we found with the four K camera, it just means you know a ten minute video is just like whoop. You know, you have to yeah. buy hard drives to to do all that, and then it takes longer to download. Ten eighty seems perfectly good to me. Yeah. So there we go. I think so. Maybe for for the stuff we're doing. So um, on this one, we're going to talk. Uh, well, it's the it's the second part of the chat because I chatted to Dom a while ago for long enough that we decided to split into two. And in this one, talking more about his process, about his art and stuff, because um, he does some very cool art, and I put some links to that in the show notes as well. So, it's process is important. Uh, but today, I thought we were going to have a little chat about life casting, but not the typical kind of life casting that we are used to doing. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah, you've been doing yeah. some special life casting. Do you I have. Um, it's it's the second second gig I've done with this particular mortuary in town. Um, I did one back in May. It's hard to believe that it, that that first one was seven months ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, that that, does that, seem that was a yeah. Uh, that one was really. I mean, they're all difficult. That's. It's not something most people are accustomed to, to dealing with or, or seeing. So it was up with the first one was, was particularly difficult. And the family wanted casts of, of his hands and feet and as well as ink prints, uh, which, which I did. Uh, I want to want to be able to, to help families when I can. And I have, I, I, I'm presuming that they will get some closure or some kind of relief from it. But I did one just a few days ago, uh, a 97 year old woman who died of COVID, which I didn't find out until I had already arrived at the, at the mortuary. Mm -hmm. And I had talked to the, one of the daughters. It's, it's it's interesting family situation there's kind of a little bit of a feud going on between the, the siblings which is why it took them so long to decide to do this i mean the woman had been in hospice apparently for for several weeks and they could have done life casting while she was still alive and gotten exactly what they wanted uh, by the time i was called in she had already been embalmed which the embalming process fortunately kills all all viruses so there was no, no danger of us contracting COVID while we were doing this. Um, but embalming also pretty much locks the body. 
Right. Um, not quite like rigor mortis, but it, you know, if the hands are in a certain position, you know, and her hands were, were crossed across, you know, over to, on her chest, we'd move the hands. And, you know, if we let go of the hands, they'd go right back to where they were. Mm. Yeah. So we, we were immediately challenged by how are we going to do palm casts and f- full, full cast of her hands because they couldn't flip her over. You know, ideally would, would have been best to have her face down. So her arms were hanging down on either side of the, the gurney she was on. And then we could just put her hands right in, in cups of, of alginate. Boom. Easy peasy mm. done. Well, they wouldn't flip her over because they didn't want to risk anything leaking out of facial orifices that could be hazardous material. So we, we had to do her prone on her back and her arms, her her fingers were, you know, I showed you a picture of the, of the cast. Um, We couldn't get her fingers apart to, to do a palm cast. So, I mean, I, we tried to do a palm, tried to do a clay press and it just did not turn out at all usable at all. But we right. managed, we managed to get hand casts. Uh, it was difficult, but we got hand casts and I'm going to be able to create a semblance of a palm cast from the full hand cast. But we had to basically stick her hands into a, tube of, of alginate and then use our own hands to keep the alginate from spilling out all over the place because it was lying, it was lying on its side. Sure. But so that's tricky. That's yeah, really it, tricky. it was, it was tricky and it took, took far longer than I had hoped it would, but we, mm. we got usable results. Well, well done. That's a tricky, a tricky, tricky thing, but important work because I think it's one of the, one of the few things where you would want a cast rather than a scan for example that might give you the same shapes mm-hmm. but it's not actually from the do you know what I mean it's not actually being in contact with the skin and right so that's quite a, a tough one yeah the covid thing's a bit scary but i'm guessing you you know would arrive yeah we were we, we roll, well but. we were wearing gloves and suits and and uh masks so it was it's just it's just weird seeing seeing somebody the 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 shell that somebody used to inhabit yeah, it's just not something that people are are accustomed to seeing. Yeah, and I mean it, it is what it is. And I'm glad and I'm glad I could help out. You know, it's, it's there aren't many people in town or I guess anywhere that that do this kind of work. It's not something that it, <laughs> I think it takes a special type of individual to become a mortician. I think it's a noble profession. It's you're you're helping ease some suffering of of those who are left. And, you know, when I was talking to the, to the daughter on the phone, she was just so grateful that I was willing to do this for them. And you know, it's, it's, it's tough talking to somebody who's just lost a parent. 90, 90 97 years is a good run, mm. uh, but it's still, you know, your mom. Yeah. And, you know, she was just in tears and beside herself thinking that they almost, you know, because her, her funeral was less than twenty-four hours after we did the life cast. 
So yeah, a lot yeah, of pressure. So to get there it a lot of pressure to get it done. And you know, they were just they were afraid that they were not gonna have anything physical to to be reminded of her. Sure. Um yeah, it's not something I've had to do myself. And I, I've had um chats with there's a there's a guy called James Adams who I've worked with a lot who has done it. We could maybe to get him on the podcast. You know, I think Paul about it. Paul Savage just did did someone not too long ago yes, also because he yes. had reached out to me about what to do mm. and i said yeah, just it's hard. be be prepared um yeah yeah so there's a whole there's a whole an emotional response you're going to have as a just as a human being that you have to kind of get past first so you can be of you know utility in that moment but then you also need, like you say, to have to problem solve. You know, you've got the typical life casting issues you've got, but it's not reasonable to say, oh, we'll just do another one. You know, it's kind of, it feels. Yeah, you know, thank, thankfully, I, you know, my. Invasive. My process for doing this stuff is I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. I tend mm. to over prepare for these sorts of things. And I'm, this is definitely a case where I'm glad we had plenty of alginate, uh, plenty of plaster, plenty of wed clay. That I had that I had brought full body Tyvek suits uh, because nothing went according to how I had envisioned it in my head beforehand. Sure. So you got yeah plenty of spare materials and like you say, it's always that thing, isn't it? Of like with any life cost, you know, even even with a willing and compliant model, mm -hmm. you'd always want at least I would say three times as much material as you actually need. So that you can do it again if you get caught out because the stuff's set too quickly or yep. something goes wrong or exactly. you drop it or anything, um, which is an expensive thing to have to get that sorted. But it's also more expensive to set it all up and then screw up a life cast. Yeah, and I now mean. we're all here and we've done that. And sometimes the most expensive thing is the is getting there and doing it, and someone has to fly in for a cast or whatever. And yeah, and we only had one yeah. shot at this. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not like we could come back tomorrow and and redo it because she wasn't going to be around the next day. No, and did you? Uh, fortunately, you... we on on the plus side, we didn't have to worry about um, her discomfort by using cold water in the alginate. <laughs> no, I guess not, and I guess she's not emitting any um, body heat, so you haven't got that stuff setting up as quick as it normally would either. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I guess they keep them chilled. So. Mm -hmm. Again, you've got that issue of it, it taking longer, so you don't want a, a slower setting algae. Did you have help? Did you? Were you there I did. With an assistant, uh, yeah. Or did, she, or Jackie, did the daughter help? Jackie Ryan helped me on this one. Oh, cool! Friend of the she, podcast. Yeah, she helped me on the first one and was more than happy to help out again. And thankfully, she was available because they're already out for Christmas break uh, where she teaches. Because uh, mm -hmm. this, I could not have done this solo. This was I, definitely a two pairs of hands, possibly even three pairs of hands. To yeah, because of the way the body was just so locked in position. I mean, literally, yeah. we we'd move her arm down to the side of the table to do the cast, and if we let go of it, it would just move right back into into the. I mean, that's just not something think would be the case nope. but like you say that's these are unique situations that would require experience and understanding in this 
uh, situation. You can't just wing it and hope for the yeah. best because yeah. it's so embarrassing I, to screw this up. Yeah? Because I was there on my own. The, um, the funeral director had met me there and had to run off to do some other funeral type stuff, uh, pick up an urn. I don't know. But, but there was nobody else there who could have helped us or helped me. So mm-hmm. I'm, th- I am so thankful that Jackie was able to, to be on board and you know, she was a godsend. Mm-hmm. On a nicer note, have you ever done any like uh, baby's feet and hands? Cause I, I did have. my boy's feet when they were very small. Yeah. What was your technique for that? Um, it's well, the, the younger, the better is when you, when you've got an infant, that's maybe a couple of weeks old, but they're, they're just, going to sleep through it but when you get a toddler they're real (laughs) yeah they're real wiggly and and you're likely to have to make two or three attempts before you get a good cast because they just will not hold still yeah i think if you've got a a, a temperature out water you know or an alginate that sets at a nice temperature then it didn't it doesn't need to be distracting cold yeah but i can't remember who recommended to me and i I did it with my kids and it made a big difference was that you mix up the alginate put it in a bag hold the bag over the foot and then you can squeeze the neck of the bag and then when they move around you know you've contained it Mm -hmm. that's that's a good idea i haven't tried that yeah kind of contains it rather than an open container which you know they could pull their foot out and flick and then have a great time <laughs> splashing the room with alginate and they do yeah. um but that worked with my kids and then you know because their their feet are relatively short and the ankles are still quite chubby you have a reasonable size aperture to slide it out and you can squeeze the alginate and pop it out very mm-hmm. easily um yeah. they're bendy kids and are if bendy. they are they're and bendy. if they are wiggly you know you're it's it's in almost inevitable that's go, there's going to be well there's always going to be some level of cleanup after you pull the cast out at first. Um, But a wiggly toddler, there might be some significant re-sculpting going on before you you have something that you'll have to remold that. Yeah. It's a tricky one. I I think hands are worse because they're, you know, they're capable of so much more movement whereas feet, you know, little Mm -hmm. stubby toes and they move. And then as the alginate kind of stiffens, as it sets, it would slow down and you can kind of give them something in their hands to distract them at least, you know, yeah. so that would minimize their attention on their feet. Um, but the detail, whereas, yeah, the, the level of detail that you can get with alginate for those kind of casts is extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so I, neat to, like it. so neat to see that, that kind of detail. What kind of alginate do you like? What's the best that you use there? I've used, I've used, um, a number of different, I, I like AccuCast alginate quite a bit. Uh, they have several different, uh, I don't want to say types, but that set at different, that, that different have different working times. Mm-hmm. Um, Smoothon has a lovely alginate called AlgaSafe, and then they have AlgaSafe Acrobat that I believe has fiber, small uh, polyester fibers in it that increases the tear strength, mm-hmm. which is which is really nice. Uh, Environ Molds makes some really good alginate. Um, they sell predominantly to the life casting market for, you know, keepsakes when you, you know, a hand holding a baseball or two hands and 20 fingers entwined, that kind of stuff for kits. Um, and they have one that has fibers in it also. That's really strong. So yeah, sliding hands yeah. out and mm-hmm. stuff would be quite useful because I've done with hand cast and stuff off the thing you leave like a strip, depending normally if it's for TV or, or something where you want something that's got to look absolutely flawless. You might consider where the seam is the best place to put it normally on the inside and then you just leave a strip unbandaged 
mm-hmm. so that the hand can flex through. And if you need to split the alginate, you can, but it's normally there by the wrist, that shift from the wrist. I mean, I've got quite small, like the, the width of my hand to my wrist is quite significant. So I'd have a hard time getting out without splitting it. But yeah. If I was a proper man and had proper thick wrists, then my, you know, it'd be easier to get out. But, um, uh, I have these little limp wrists. Oh, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm the same way, Liam. Yeah. So yeah, it's just one of those things. So getting that hand cast out is 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 quite amazing, and the suction is quite, you know, when it kind of pops out. It, you nice. almost have to do the the collapsible core thing with your fingers, because if you're doing a cast like this, you've got to kind of yes squeeze your hand in, collapse the palm. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, trying to keep that that distance apart whilst your hands are and they go numb if it's really cold you know then you kind of lose sensation and then you don't know your two fingers are touching i did some stuff for the crown trying to find some pictures of it for some frustrating reason i can't find all my making of stuff of the crown i must have lost it when i had my computer issue a couple of years oh, ago that's a drag. yeah i must have some i'll have a look on my phone and see if there's any from back in the day but i did some really nice ones with the hands a couple of the fingers were close together yeah and i ended up sort of uh, soaring into the hand and then like moving the whole part so because if you just move the finger from the knuckle it looks stupid because because actually the the bones of the hand flex out as right. well and uh, this is quite useful with the camera isn't it so yeah. <laughs> i can actually show you what i mean you know uh, yeah, the thing is kind of flexed yeah, out. You can see my because my tendon. Look out! Look at those old tendons. Oh, you showed me that picture of your hand the other day, and you were like, "Look at the reference." I'm, you know, I'm useful <laughs> for something. I'm yeah, wearing reference. I am, I am now good for age reference. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. And like, the eye details and stuff are like, yeah, it's all kind of and the gray hair. I mean, you look at the our, our podcast picture, like my my beard. There's no gray in that beard. That's only about four years ago. But you know, a poorly oh, dad and oh, a yeah, couple look, of funerals later, look, and we're good look to at go. This. <laughs> it's, all, it's all going like silver fox that's what it is <laughs> so i'm getting more cayenne pepper than than ginger spice but no. yeah you got yeah you've got some some silver back back on the back of your jaw it's looking, silver back <laughs> it's looking, looking quite distinguished grand. it's grown long it's covid length i've decided to grow it out a bit i keep trimming it because i don't like it coming out the sides so you I'm and rick baker yeah, his beard's looking amazing, yeah. but I wouldn't put us on the same uh, level in any other fucking capacity <laughs> on that one. But yeah, his his beard's awesome. Um, he's having a lot of fun, isn't he? Like, um, someone messaged Kiana messaged me about it. He's just basically he's like he's living the dream. He's become like a full time um, Instagrammer, you know. It's yeah, like that's his thing now. But he's enjoying he's his so retirement, which is it's it's marvelous. Well, he certainly deserves to have some fun. Absolutely, but I'm really you know, stoked that he's using his time to have fun and play. I mean, that's what the amount of people, you know, we know grandparents, or whatever, that when they retired, they didn't have something to do and they just withered. And he's just like, yeah. now he doesn't have like deadlines to worry about. He's having the greatest time. Yeah, and, it's <laughs> and it's obvious from the videos that he's posting that he, yeah. he really is having a good time. Yeah. And he's doing all that self-application, which is hard. It's not something yeah, I enjoy. Oh, no, I, because I, my, have you noticed I got some new glasses? Oh yeah, look at those new frames. These are my computer glasses. They're they're kind of my intermediate distance. Uh-huh. Uh, they're really comfortable, and I can it's it's per, they're perfect for the computer. But you know because I wear glasses to see up close, middle distance, and and far away, I I am horrible at self application. I am constantly just jabbing myself in the eye with a brush if I'm trying to do you know, anything close to the eye, or I just have to go on faith that what I'm painting actually does look good because it's just soft focus on everything. Yeah. So maybe you can do some impressionist applications. 
We're, we're not worried about the details. We're, we're deep background. We're going to just do that and then just turn because you've got, you'll have the camera so you can turn it slightly blurry, you know, like, like yeah. they would do an Odo, you know, on yeah. Star Trek. You know, yeah. It's just like, oh, I, have, I have a good face for background. <laughs> I have a good face for radio, but not now because we're recording it. Um, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so this week I've been uh, making a piece. I've got to run some pieces, but I've done some um, another piece for a movie, uh, which I'm, I'll get done easily by the end of the week. But as we close to Christmas, it's like mm -hmm. you know. But what's been nice is um, I've been doing like that compression mold thing again. So you have like the silicon insert and then um, the jacket. And when I went to get some more, oh, do you need to get that? Nope. Cool. Spam. Um, uh, I went to get some more freeform air because I had run out. Uh, and when I was there, they gave me uh, a little tub of the freeform air fast to ah, try. And I was like, ah, I remember you saying to me, oh, this stuff's good, but it still takes 25 hours to cure. Anyway, I mixed up a little bit and tried it just to see. And um, the working time I, is really fast. The working time is fast and it gets really hot. I yeah. mean, maybe the other one does too, but you don't notice because you don't stick around for the 12 hours to find out. <laughs> But, uh, but this got hot and I thought it might bake my piece or melt the, the plastiline, but it didn't because that was encased in clay underneath. Um, and it worked fine. And after a couple of hours, it had set. Now, I didn't demold it until the next day, mm -hmm. but I can confirm it had cooled down and was rock hard uh, four or five hours later. So yeah. it doesn't, I don't think it needs a full 24 hours. Maybe it would slightly warp perhaps, but I think they're just covering their backs. But it does, it does definitely seem to set quicker. So that's good. Mm -hmm. What I usually do with the, the, the standard freeform air is uh, I'll put it under a heat lamp after I've got it mm. all on there and, and that'll kick it fast. Just like heat will cure other stuff. Heat will accelerate the epoxy as well. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine that would work well. And like you say, because you do, you do need heat and you notice a significant slowing down of cure time if it's cold. You know, if your mm -hmm. workshop is cold, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I like to do that. I mean, again, if it's a if it's a fumey thing like that, I'll I'll do it and then get out. Um, so the temperature is still warm in here, but I'm not in here to enjoy the fumes. So, um, but I, I was this the was this the, the same mold that you did the test with Michael Davies watermelon? No, that was a different thing. That was uh, I when I was digging around looking for my epoxies. I found the bottle of watermelon. I was like, oh, I should do a little test with this and try it. So I stippled some watermelon into an existing um, urethane mold, which I've ran. And that was a mold from the crown. It was going to be for Helena Bottom Carter's neck, which we didn't use mm. in the end. We did a test with it and it didn't work out. So um, so I still got the mold. And um, so I've run lots of silicon pieces out of it very successfully and it still works fine. Actually, it's, no, it's epoxy. I beg your pardon. It's an epoxy mold. Was the watermelon old? Have you had that for a while? I have had it for a while, but it still worked, but it completely um, didn't set where it was in contact with it. And I hadn't done it before, and I didn't know if that's normal. That's interesting. If, if watermelon... Would... It shouldn't be. It should, yeah, no, it, sh it should have worked because I think that's one of the reasons he, he made it for, you know, bald caps and for doing encapsulated pieces yeah i mean it's really nice stuff i mean what i would recommend is like for doing burns and things is you can actually foam it is that right you can actually you can actually foam it ah. i mean it just i wondered if is it is it, it i'll ask the question is it latex because <laughs> it smells no, a little uh, bit like it but it's not 
It's I no because you can dissolve it with alcohol. Right. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it completely um inhibited um the the plat gel twenty five. It set in the cup. It was just when it was in contact with the watermelon, it didn't set. So I'll try another test and something else. But um, yeah, I was uh, annoyed about it because I was like, shit, this is something I should use. And I, I really wanted to try it. But it might. When you asked me if I had it for a while, have you noticed that it does re does inhibit after a time? Does it go through some kind of chemical change? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if did you shake it up really good? Yeah, but what could be in it that would cause oh. inhibition? I'm not sure. I don't Cause know. Whatever it is, shouldn't be there. It's like, Michael, if you're listening, please let us know. Cause I like watermelon too. Well, I tell you it's what, good stuff. I want to try. Cause the reason I tried it is because, um, like looking at things for colleges, particularly the, the I've been dealing with a couple of colleges, which they're, they're doing big projects and a lot of the stuff they can't do in the workshops because the workshops are in lockdown or they've got, you know, limited access uh, or they've got to finish their projects at home or they're, you know, they're doing the, a, a majority of their build at home. So I'm looking at processes like plaster, like uh, jasmineite or acrylic fought on whatever you know just stuff that doesn't fume that isn't stinky and it occurred to me that the watermelon would be really good for that if that worked because you again no fumes which is brilliant it takes longer to dry because yeah. it's water-based there's no solvents but that's the trade-off for having something that's not lethal so that's nice i think you can also use it as a sealer yes i can imagine you would i bet you makes really good skins for making burns you could like stipple the skin separately let it dry like i would with cat plastic and then peel it off the one thing i really did like about it was the fact that it was really stretchy and soft it didn't have that kind of hard crinkliness that you get with conventional cat yeah. plastic. Uh, I'm guessing you can use it directly on the skin too. So you could stipple it on. I would imagine. I don't so, think it's yeah. fumy and I'll have to read the instruction. I'm just wondering if it's something you could use uh, to help blend edges as well. well yeah. Yeah. You would, you would have to be able to, because I know uh, one of the things that, that Michael um, touts it as is that you don't need to use adhesive when you replace, if you, foam the the watermelon and make foam appliances with it you don't need adhesive to glue it on you can just use alcohol right. as your adhesive to soften the back and just jam it on the skin interesting good good to go yeah it's not something i have much experience with and it doesn't seem like a lot of people do and it feels like there should be more attention on it because if it works as a cat plastic and it's not toxic and you know it's no fumy business then it feels like it should have a much bigger share of everyone's attention than oh, i does. think michael I, yeah i i gotta tell you michael davies products and and watermelon is just one of many things that michael davies his sweat stuff sweat sells. stop stuff is fucking amazing the sweat stop is is fantastic yeah. uh he, he Folks, check out michaeldavy.com. I'll put the links to it in the show notes. But yeah, the the um, um, yeah he's he makes he makes some terrific stuff. But the inhibition stuff that that was that was the thing for me. I was like, oh. see, I haven't seen. I can't think of a makeup that I've seen that's used it. Um, I I I know of Michael. I I first learned of of his stuff um, because of his foam gelatin. Right. Yes, that's right which is which is amazing yeah that's not something many people have used i guess because because yeah, gelatin you know if you're doing if you're doing a, a fairly thick piece you know and you want to always try to make your pieces as thin as they can be and still do do the job 
uh, but gelatin has some weight to mm -hmm. it, like silicone, you know, solid, solid gelatin can get, get a little heavy, yeah. but if you foam it, I mean, literally foam it like foam latex, it's amazing. Do you need, do you whip it up in a, in a mixer your body, as you, or is it chemically? Um, no, it, it's, it's a chemical right. reaction uh, that is, you know, non-toxic and your own body heat will, as, as the gelatin warms up because of your own body heat, it gets more flexible mm -hmm. than when it's cold. And the, the foaming gelatin is just really cool. Yeah. I mean, the foaming thing is important because obviously the foam then stops it from being a solid mass because then you can compress individual cells during the movement and the whole thing yep. kind of keeps its, its yep. shape. That's what, that's what's so lovely about foam, yeah, no, isn't it? It, you know? it, it actually dis, it kind of displaces the same way silicone does when you, when you move it, whereas foam latex kind of collapses on itself. Yep. It doesn't, doesn't roll the way silicone. Yes. Will. Yes. The gelatin, the gelatin will react pretty much the same way silicone does. That's cool. And you get a degree of opacity through the foaming, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I know a lot of people got really excited mm. about, I mean, this is the interesting thing. I think silicon has been used long enough now that when people stick on a phone piece, there's good things about it that they want to point out and enjoy, which they wouldn't have done in the first couple of years of silicone because everyone was so excited with silicone right. that all you know, the good points of silicon were, were beating the crap out of foam and anything that foam had to offer that was good was kind of ignored for the longest time. And now, people sticking on a foam going, oh, wow, this is really good. The sweat pour passes through the foam. It's really light. It stays on really well. It's very easy to fix and repair. All those little things start being important again after everyone was saying, yeah, but it's not translucent. It's like, yeah, but a good paint job it doesn't necessarily need to be translucent, you know? So exactly. horses yeah. for courses. There isn't one material for everything. It's, it's whatever works. Uh, and you should know all of them so you can make that decision. But yeah, uh, yeah. So now, now do some research and and explore Michael Davies products. Yeah, I think I'll have to. Well, I have to get in touch with him. I mean, uh, uh, I I'm keen to do more experimenting. Um, this, I mean, this past few weeks have been quite quiet, which is why I've been doing some videos. And you've done. I've got to upload that shit. I haven't done that yet. We've done an, a, a few videos uh, over the last couple of weeks because we've enjoying our cameras and getting used to the camera rig. Well, our our New Year's resolution has to be that we're going to do a lot more video. We need to work on our online curriculum that we've been talking about for ages. Yes. And actually get around we to find, it. We, we actually have to get around to it because, you know, it seems to be online learning has really come into its own because of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it'd be good. And, and we got those cameras this year, and, which are working out really well. That are, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it just just makes sense that we, as teachers, need to do more teaching. Yes, there's that. But also the other thing I'm quite keen on is things like, uh, like I was saying with the this this uh, cat plastic. I didn't I didn't video it, but I was thinking it'd be quite nice to video some experiments and trying things out. So we document stuff that I don't know the outcome. I'm not showing you something that I know is going to work. I'm showing you me going, hmm, that didn't work. I wonder why. Do you know what I mean? So you get to see 
just yeah. like most people are when they're doing stuff by themselves and things go wrong. If the only videos you ever see are people flawlessly executing things they've done a million times, you go away thinking, I'm such a turd because I can't do it. It's like, no, I want you kind of see me struggle with it and go, oh, that didn't work. And then everyone's screaming at the screen going, you fucking idiot. Why did you do that? And then I'm like, well, I'm finding this stuff out too. So, and then you kind of go, huh. So it's, yeah. uh, everyone can go through that. It, it, you know, it, it's okay because it's really important to, to, to try things and make mistakes and screw things up and get it wrong because that's how you learn. That's the only way you learn anything. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, rather than just think, oh, I, it didn't work. Therefore I'm awful. It's like, no event, you know, a failure is an event, not a person. That's the expression. Uh, so you don't have to wear that. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so that's cool. Anyway, I'm waffle waffle. Um, I'm, uh, I, I suggest we listen to part two of Dom hailstone and we'll be back after that. With regards to, can I just poke a little bit about where, how ideas come to sure. you when you have an idea? I mean, for me, for example, yeah. they, they start as feelings and then I try and find yeah. a way of getting it down. And normally I will do like, I'll grab my phone and I'll leave a voice note because it's in my head as a complete thought. So I'll say it out loud. And then later mm. on when I can do something about it, I can be put back in that place in my head because I, I hear the words again. Cause I've had a million things happen. Mm. And, you know, you forget, uh, do you feel moved to kind of sketch things down or do you, are you just very good at recalling stuff or do you feel like you have to render something or do you know when a good idea is worth saving and otherwise you just <laughs> wash away because they don't mean anything? Yeah. Or... All of that. Um, I'll write stuff down. You know, if, if, if it's very important, I always write it down. I always think that the act of writing something down will kind of capture it. And it sort of mm. does most of the time um some ideas i am just like no i i'll let that go if it's a good enough idea it'll come back yeah you know that's i use that there's other ideas i'll have in my head for like 10 or 15 years i'm just waiting for a place to find that you know there's other times i'll grab a bit of paper and just start drawing like the other day i did that and i'll probably be doing something with that in the next couple of months you know just like a fully formed sort of three minutes awesome. kind of thing you know um other times it's just random you know i've got a bank of photographs that i keep you know and um often i'll go back through those when i've got, when i'm stuck for an idea usually a visual idea you know you just just start flicking through mm -hmm. something um and you know and you, you always gravitate towards the, the same things you know i guess that's your style isn't it you know whatever you like is your style yeah. so you know um, but I tend not to keep it anything organized if you're not, yes. if you know what I mean, I won't, um, yeah, it's all very, I mean, anyone who's worked with me knows I'm a messy fucker. But a lot so, of people who you're interested, I'm, it, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not placing myself in the same way at all, but I'm like that with my sculpting that there are certain things that have to be in order. Mm but there are a certain amount of chaos that I kind of with sculpting, you'll have bits of things everywhere, fragments of things, little bits of life cast or failed molds, but there's a cool texture mm. on us and I can't, you know, and there isn't a category or for these things. So they just end up being in a space and it is a messy type of mic. So I think that's not entirely a bad thing to think that way. And you'll end up, you know, honing something out of it and you'll have little things finished that are perfectly done but that can only happen if there's enough yeah. chaos from everything else, I think. Yeah, I always think it's like squeezing a spot, you know. Um, it's like I, I think often like I'll think of something and like 
you know, there are stories that I've got that are just in my head. Often I'll, I'll get to a point where I know that the story's complete and then I can just write the story, you know. And it's the same with a, a, a creature design or anything like that. I'll sometimes go over it in my head and look at it from all angles in my head and then I'll do it. And then other times I'll just start doodling and see oh, what happens, you know, what happens there, you know, if I just draw a line there and just fuck mm-hmm. around, you know. So it's... There, it's, there's, there's various ways you know, I think to, you know, skin a cat. So you, you know, it kind of depends of like, well, where do you start? You know, it's like, you know, that's what the thing is. If someone gives you a script with a good description of a monster in it, you have every, every that's exactly where you start, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm like that's amazing. You know, just a paragraph of some mood and something. It's like that's enough to get anyone, any illustrator, you know, started on a design. Mm-hmm. Um, what isn't so helpful is giving, you know, that illustrator like three versions of the monster that some other artist has yes. done. You know, you know, they always think that that's the best thing to do. Here's what the other people have done, but actually, that's basically you know that's really putting it in a box yeah, yeah you know and that that kind of really confines you and um if they start asking for more notes or you know start putting more notes and stuff on then you know that yeah because be it's, it's like it's you, like you know. spell checking somebody else's story rather than writing your own story isn't it it's yeah it's not <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, totally. the actual fun part well, I, is the yeah. idea generation that's the good bit you know uh it's well, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you should say that. I used to say to people, it's like, you're telling me my poem doesn't rhyme before I finished it. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you're like, I haven't finished it. You know, and they're already just going like, well, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. And you're like, all right. OK. You know, it's up to you. You know, it's 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 kind of like I just I do want to kind of hang a sign on it going like, look, the more you talk to me, the more the worse you'll like it. You know, and it's not. It's not like a threat. It's just what I know to experience yeah. will happen. And it's yeah. also how it, how it pans out as yeah. well, because it's like, I mean, I've done this where I've like worked on stuff and I've read the script. I'm like, that just sounds like bollocks. I, I don't see how that would work. Or you just start judging the movie. For it. And then you see the finished thing and, and it, it works. I mean, I bet if you read the script of like, I'm yeah. trying to think of like Inglorious Bastards, like that scene at the beginning, you know, where Christopher Voltz is just, you know, hamming it up. I fucking love that scene. But if yeah. you just, just look at the dry yeah. words and you picture, I don't know, Matthew Broderick sort of strutting around saying that, it just wouldn't work. But it needs to be him saying right. those words in that way and then switching it from, you know, being joyous and like ogling his, this bloke's daughter and drinking a, a glass of milk and always need a bit of a one to suddenly yeah. going, whereabouts are they exactly? Because I want to fucking shoot them now. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's, it, 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. really, it happens in that because of who he is and he makes it come to life. And it's, it is that, that danger of somebody like, like you say, just not really getting it in its, in its raw form and then making a, a judgment because, because of their crap imagination, their imagination of what somebody's performance might be. Mate, you, you should try writing, like writing, like, you know, I've written a couple of black comedies and you try and get those past producers. And it's just like, all it has to, all someone has to say is like, well, this isn't funny. And you go, well, it is funny. And they're like, I don't think it's funny. And you're like, <laughs> Well, you don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, I'm not, you know, it's like, yes, I do. I, I you don't know what I find funny. It's no, like, laughing you know, at Adam Sandler movie is because, not the same as, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not even not laughing at Adam Sandler. It's like, look, if you can't tell that that's a joke, 
then you don't have a sense of humor. It's it's not about whether you find that joke funny. No, yeah, yeah. You know, it's Do like you have a sense. You know, if you're writing a yeah, if you're writing a comedy, there will be like five jokes per page, and like you you know, you're lucky to find one of them funny. Yeah, you know, um, and you know, and that's that's the hit rate that you would want. You know, it's kind of like well, I don't find it scary. It's like what have you lit it? Have you you know have you put the right lens on it? You know, have you done this? You know, you know what I mean? It's just it it's it's so easy to tear things yeah. down. It yeah. really is. And, you know, and it is what people mean by staying positive, but like that's ultimately worse as well. You know, that, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, being positive about something isn't always the answer either, you know? So oh, I don't it's know. True, I don't know. Having said that, I do, I do like, yeah, I, I, I still think Happy Gilmore was a good movie. I was just plucking it out of thin air as an example. I don't, I'd, you're right. I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, it needs to be yeah. a completed thing, which is why I'm excited about like when you make your, your own little shorts or you've made like music video, like the eel or something where it's like, it can be your I thing. Think. So you get to do it right yeah. the way that you see it. And if it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I think it's, maybe it's important for people to do more than just makeup. They actually need to maybe do something where they put a makeup in a context and, and, and I don't know. It sounds wanky. So I remember at college being told about this, I just wanted to do makeups, but the teacher was like, no, you need to do a mm. thing with it. You need to make it into a little story. And I couldn't understand it. And I get that now. I think it's a case of like doing more with it rather than just being a pair of hands for somebody else. You know, maybe, maybe there's, there's more you can do. And so we should, because we have that at mm. our disposal. I don't know. Maybe not everybody, but well, yeah, you do that. I mean, it's interesting because, like, back when I started, you know, it was like they did want there was no work, so they did come to you and go, "Well, what do you do?" You know, and then you show them, and then you, there was more input, you know. And now um, there's kind of less input, but I still see them asking for input. You was working on a film the other year where it was sort of very much like well we don't what do you do you know and you know you just have to come up with some something to fit the hole in the mm -hmm. script you know and and if you see those opportunities on films i think you should run with them always um and but it's often you don't know those opportunities are there you know you know like because that's the thing is some you know some producers and directors they hate you if if you come up with anything any ideas and some of them they love you but you don't know which ones they are until usually after the fact yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. do you know what i mean you know um you know they so potentially you could be coming up with the next thing you know because that's how the thing happened wasn't it you know it was like rob Botine going ah this doesn't really work for me i don't really want to do just another bug movie i want to do something that's crazier mm -hmm. you know but like how many effects people actually say that to the director? Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't wanna, like they don't want to be yeah, you don't no. want the spotlight. Yeah. So it's Yeah, you don't want the spotlight, but it's actually you do. You know, like you, you know, if you're Rob Botine, you know, you need that spotlight. Otherwise, you know, well he 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 didn't get it and he went away. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> you know. A lot actually a lot of the the bigger films, you know, they have script holes massive script holes in them so they they really do want you to kind of kind of come along and fill it like almost like an actor yeah. would i i yeah. i think but but then you've got to play politics which is just horrible and <laughs> you know that's worse isn't oh it? god yeah um <laughs> it's a bit like yeah. a royal court with really, all its, you know 
its defined roles. Yeah. Um, and no one wants to be the fool. Yeah, you're. But, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Okay. Like learning how to nod. Yeah. But yeah, how do you I'm, find it? You, I'm uh, so couched in the whole just making side of things. I've, I see. This is my burden. Is that I've got such a, a relationship with the making process. Do you know what I mean? I'm so embedded with process and how stuff is done. Yeah. That's been my thing for so long that I haven't really got the energy to try and advance a creative output. But what I'm seeing is the ability for one, for what, what, that what mm. one person can put out now is so extensive that, I mean, like one of the things I've really enjoyed is like doing this podcast of mine for a few years now. And I, I find it, it, it really suits the way I think mm. and I can do like nice cross section drawings with it. So I get a great deal of joy out of explaining processes and sort of working with those. But at the same time that comes at, comes at the cost of being like a kind of a creative person in terms of ideas. I realized I'm not a very good conceptual person at all. If I needed creature designs, I just pay someone to do it because there's no way I could, I could have ideas in my head and then get them on yeah. paper. I could render somebody else's ideas and I'd make a good mold and I could, do you know what I mean? I could do all the functional side of things, but that, that seems to matter less and yeah, less yeah. from an ideas point of view, just in the same way that being a really good typist doesn't necessarily mean you're going to write a better script because ultimately that's not, the nice font and the spacing isn't what makes a script a good script or, or, or it's not the hard part of it. And so I'm feeling the call for yeah. weird existential angsty feeling of like, God, I should do something a bit more creative um, somehow. And I don't know quite what that is because I'm not going to make a film. I don't think, but I could make a, I don't know, a short or, a, or I could grab some music I like and do a video version of that. Cause I, I get that kind of vibe, but. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, you're right. You, I, I think guess, you've got to look at what it? is it that floats your boat. Yeah. What does it feel like it's not work when you're doing it, and you get into the flow of doing things, and, and just listen to that. And it's, it's just. I think the danger is that you end up following something that you think you should do because that's all you know, and all the time without realizing it, you're doing something to a very high level that you thoroughly enjoy, but you haven't thought of that as the thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought I had something recently where I was I was doing stuff with fractals mm -hmm. you know and um i had to you know learn how to use this fractal program and generate these fractals really really quickly you know which is something occasionally you know you get to do you you know someone goes like look use this new thing and you've only got like two weeks to do it so you're like uh if i fail then it's going to be nothing you mm -hmm. know like you know what i mean like you're just going to fall on your ass and like so it's a sink or swim and um that's that I lo love. I love like learning something new and then putting it to practical use, like really, really quickly. Um, and and I'm happy to say on this occasion I swam, you know, and it, the feeling is is great. You're like, oh my god, I've got this new set of tools. But then afterwards, I'm like, actually, I don't really like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, like you're like, oh yeah, that, and that, that's the problem with new CG stuff is that that often the stuff looks really, really good, but all you're doing is just moving the levers. You know, it's like you're, it's like someone asks you to play with an app mm -hmm. for like two days, you know, and by the end of playing with that app, you're like, oh, it's really boring. I, I, I've learned yeah, this yeah. app now, you know, 
and the stuff they're outputting is still amazing but like you're you're actually because the, the effort put into that isn't much it doesn't feel no and over much, time it will wear know? down so, because it's, it's like anything it's yeah. like instagram filters and stuff like anyone can throw a bunch of filters and stuff and make a, a dull you know take a yeah. photo of your feet or a cup of tea or something to make it look kind of interesting but because you see that so much yeah, that, yeah, exactly. that's now not what is a good piece of work you know it's still the composition or no. something that the the the, the weird the, the 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 hard stuff whatever it is that's hard to do is the thing that that you know is hard to do that's what has the yeah. value and it's hard to kind of avoid you can't you can't you have to put effort and work into anything i think because the absence of it like if you if you think it looks polished because like you say if you if you picked up an app and you think no one's seen it so therefore in a couple of years it won't be you know just like when you look at like i don't know you look at boss nash and that 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 start which the 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 first the first one of the um, the new tri- you know the original trilogy episode one uh, I can't even think what yeah. it's called the one with the pod yeah, races yeah. all that you know what I mean there's so much terrible CG in that it's almost like everyone was like I, I, I'm sure it wasn't like that but it, it feels like you know the stuff from episode four 20 years before holds up more than the do you know what I mean like when Boss Nass wobbles yeah. his neck I remember yeah, thinking yeah. it's Brian Blessed's voice and he's going and you know and I remember th- I remember seeing that and thinking <laughs> oh they just put that characteristic in as an affectation to show that they can make stuff look like gelatinous wobbly gook and it's like it doesn't but and, and it just yeah. looks horrible now yeah. and it's like it's sort of okay that's taken a, a quite a few years to come around but it is that thing of like but you look at something like I don't know a, a nice a good fucking etching that's 500 years old but it's awesome still you know because because it is unique craftsmanship it's still good work and it's 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 just finding a way to to manifest good work i think ultimately that's what we need more good work well absolutely yeah absolutely yeah i mean and you know as you said just not it's it, yeah it's that thing of using well, it's like using a saw or something, isn't it? It's like you can't, yeah, you're using a handsaw, you know, you can cut down the tree and it's a lot of effort, but like yeah. you don't care, yeah. you know. <laughs> you ultimately don't care who sawed yeah. that down, you know, even though they've felled the tree and, you know, whatever, because they use the saw and, you know. But um, you, yeah, I wonder if there's some sort of way. I, mean, I, have, I definitely have heard younger people talk about how it's amazing that you can sculpt in clay and things like that. You know, um, I've heard that from digital people where, and I'm like, are you joking? I'm like, I was very, it happened twice. And I was like, are you, I thought it was a wind wow. up both times. And I was like, yeah, but you must be able to sculpt. They were really brilliant ZBrush sculptors. And, um, one of them was like, I was like, you, you must be able to sculpt a little bit in clay. And they were like, no, they, they couldn't do it. They'd never, from the age of like 12 or whatever, they'd always wow. used a computer, you know, so they've, they've always had a different way of, but they can do stuff so much quicker than I can, you know, on, yeah, on yeah, yeah. ZBrush, but they, they can't, they don't have what they would perceive as bravery to do the, you know, to do it in clay. That's interesting, so, isn't it? It's probably think, more a reluctance to yeah. sort of, to deal with the physical, but that feels like a hump they could probably get past if made to, you know, and then maybe the other side of that would actually enjoy it. And then they'd meet up with their sculptural selves 
you know, now now we're past the the clay under my fingernails mm. bit, and they realise they can sculpt. Because that's something I've noticed with ZBrushes. It it reveals to me what I don't know much quicker. I can come bang out a face in ten minutes, and yeah. then I get to the drawer, and I'm like, oh shit, what happens around there? And I'll need reference pictures. And it's like it it, it doesn't it doesn't sculpt <laughs> for you. It does definitely accelerate the process, but it no. doesn't take away. It doesn't replace knowing how to sculpt. Um, which I think is it maybe no the jaw the jaw is of course yeah just just part. well just where you don't really look at you know <laughs> I'm being done. no it is for me and then when you look at a real person yeah. no I, know, I'm there, there saying, isn't a lot of evidence yeah. there you know especially yeah. if they're not like emaciated there's not much to see really you know or or it's deformed by no. you know muscles over the top or a jowl or something and it's it's like oh I just oh, I don't know it's it's a weird they're, they're interesting problems to wrestle with well no totally yeah no j j jaws have always been difficult for me as well like the way the jaw yes. meets the neck it's always like ah oh, it's, oh, it's, it's such really a pain weird in isn't it? i'm glad i'm um, not the only one yeah but it's like what no no i've known a couple of people trust me we've i you know it's always just like wow bollocks i didn't yeah. pay attention there but there's a there's a couple of angles that like if you don't get them right it, it's yeah. just off you know like um but um yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, it's it's as you said, it accelerates it. But then you you hit those snags, you know, and like, oh, I can't be bothered, you know. <laughs> like, uh, I find no. I was going to say with ZBrush, I was um, I find it it's really helped accelerate both my drawing and my sculpting in mm -hmm. both directions, you know, because ZBrush is very much like drawing, um, you know, in three dimensions and. And then to take that back into clay sculpting was I thought I, I can imagine it would be actually um, because because of, like you say yeah. you really get to find out what it's kind of like um it's the work of, of of finding a route to somewhere like I've been walking a lot recently because it's you know we're on lockdown and I go on mm. like three four hour walks and so I've been learning about my area and I've been you know going far and wide and then I want to take you know the family there and we'll go for a walk or I find a nice spot and I'm not like going to go somewhere and I. I drive there really efficiently because I've walked the road. So I've known it from the ground up. Do you know what I mean? And every once in a while I'll come across a new yeah. area. I'm like, holy shit, look at the view here. This is lovely. I wouldn't have known about this if I hadn't have walked here on foot. And then I'll find somewhere we can park nearby and then I'll bring everyone. And it's like, so it's kind of a bit like that. I think you get to do lots of things digitally and you sort of push things far and then you see where things are without, you know, making a lot of mess or needing an armature and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of, you burn through a load of iterations of your own crap, I think. And then you, you can find the gold in it, not quicker, but you can do more. And then you can be very efficient with clay because mm. of it. It's almost like playing a simulation, you know, to learn, you know, how not to crash a car. So you crash a car or, or land a digital plane and crash it hundreds of times to yeah. make your mistakes. And then you become a better pilot for real because you're just, you know what I mean? You get to find out what like shutting one eye is like and go, oh God, I can't judge this. Is, or, do you know what I mean? So you really, you really put those fires yeah, up yeah. in yeah. your head that you wouldn't dream of doing in reality necessarily um, in order to sort of, do you know what I mean? Get those purged out your soul and then, then you can think more clearly because uh, in a way, kind of way. Anyway. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and also just clay, hands-on clay sculpting is you can't yeah, beat that it. really. You know, it's like, especially you come back from that, from doing, doing it digitally. It's just, yeah, it's really, it's so satisfying. You know, there, there is a, a weird, like, and I don't know, I don't think this, as I said, I've always grown up with computers. I don't think this is the case, but when you, 
when you complete something digitally, it never feels complete. Yeah. You know, um, you know, like completing a clay sculpture is kind of, there are definitely been points where I'm like, okay, that's done. I'm not going to go any more on that, you know, and, but digitally there's always something to do, you know? And, um, so yeah, it doesn't feel, it never feels complete and it always feels a bit depressing. I always think it's like, you're just sort of moving it far yeah, away. There's so much, there's so much you can do. I remember seeing, um, you know, Chris Costa's stuff. And uh, I messaged him about this yes. because he he done. It's the first time I've seen one of his sculpts where, obviously, like he does, he takes it to the end where it's completely poor, perfect, and painted and haired and, and lovely, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Of talent. yeah. But he'll show you the ridiculous. block out, and then he yeah. went to the trouble of sticking it on, you know, a sculpting stand, and making it look like it mm. was a lump of clay with all the tool marks, and it was really odd because it kind of you know it's digital, but at the same time, putting it on a stand and making it look like you know, it had the tool marks in it, like you would when you're, you know, you've, you've got your rake tool up yeah. and you're, you're working it like you would normal clay. Uh, and, and to all intents and purposes, it is clay, but it was just kind of fun to see it, you know, made to look like a clay sculpt by going to the trouble of, of putting it on, you know, an actual sculpting stand. <laughs> and I thought yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah, it, yeah. kind of subverts it, <laughs> for one of a, that's such a wanky thing. So. Yeah, his, his stuff is, yeah. is incredible. Um, and he really gets it. It's like, yeah, he and his stuff's incredible. I mean, I, I don't have that level of discipline. I, you know, I have to say that that's the sort of thing I'm just like, oh, it's such a he's got mm. such a process, you know, you know, he's worked on those things so long and so hard that he knows exactly the A to B. I whenever I'm sculpting and that, I don't. Yeah, I'm just you don't have around. that kind of same. Yeah, he's, uh, he's broken it down to such a point where he can codify it almost as, yeah. a, as a perhaps not an easy process but still a process that's repeatable which is you know crucial if you want to expand and and teach other people which he's doing you know and he's doing it right as well you know he's, he's not charging yeah. peanuts for it um because he puts a lot of heart and soul into it and and you see the students work it's like fuck this really works as a process you know you know oh yeah it really does it's it's amazing i mean it the yeah i'm like you know and he goes starts talking about primary forms you know i'm like primary what you know like <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean i yeah i mean i do i do know exactly yes, what he's i don't talking think about, like but that, i yeah. you, you know i i don't yeah i'm like i don't i just don't no, need to no. think like that you know like i i you know like i've I've experimented with that. I've, I've done loads of sculpts like that where you're doing it by the, the textbook, you know, you're like, okay, this goes here and that goes here and that goes here. But, um, I wouldn't do it like that for fun nowadays. You know, you want to kind of do all the stuff for fun that is you, you know, you learn whilst you're learning, you learn, you know, how to do the hard work. And then when you're actually doing the work, I think it's much better. I think so. It. I mean, this is what I found um, with ZBrush. What I'm doing at the moment is I'm just doing like half hour long mm. sculpts or an hour long sculpts. And then I'm calling that done. And then moving on to the next mm. one rather than polishing it. I don't want to polish. Yeah. I just want to just get used to the act of sculpting. And once I've kind of blocked it out and I've got the f sort of character there, for me, that's enough. And mm. I couldn't work that quickly in clay. So I, I'm enjoying that as a real thing. Could we talk a little bit about your artwork? Uh, something you posted on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, the thing I absolutely loved was the the cover art for Necro Deathmore album. It looked kind of like um, oh, okay, like a kind of a a, a, a woodprint kind of woodblock print sort of style. 
fucking love it yeah can yeah, how yeah, yeah. do you do that do you do that with pennant or you digital or do you actually carve it or how do you it's fucking glorious no that's all a bit it's not it, it was laborious but it's like a lot of it's a cheat there's, a, there's and do you um, mind talking about how it so was done be sorry before I, I, mean, no. I don't know if you're protective of no, the process no, no. or whether you just no 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 it's not protected like there is i bought some like woodcut you know they're like stock footage right th- things you know like they're stock so i bought like about three or four figures and then i would redo those figures mm-hmm. if you know what i mean and so i would copy yeah those woodcut figures and so some of those are the original figures that but there's a lot there. going and on i mean it's like just... a where's wally for fucking... oh yeah yeah there's shitloads <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, there's shitloads. Yeah, I mean they're all like so. They're, they're, so you take one and you go, okay, I'll draw that head again, and I'll draw a different head, you know, and you you take that and then draw it again and again and again. And there's 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 hundreds of figures in there. So by the end, you're not drawing the same thing again or even tweaking it. And then some you are. So you're like, oh, I'll have the leg from this and I'll move that leg around here, and you know, and then. Uh, I can't remember. That took about three it's, weeks. I mean, it looks all, like a lot of work. It's such you know? an involved image. Yeah. This, and do you yeah. do that digitally? Did you, yeah. did you draw then, that on, on, on a computer or did you do that by pen? And... No, that was – some of that was digital, and I'm pretty sure then it was then printed out and then reworked right. oh over. Um most of it was definitely digital to begin with, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't on like an iPad. I think it was pre-iPad, so it would have been on a Wacom mm-hmm. tablet. Um, uh, and then it was like, I mean, usually, like I do, I have to say, I do tend to draw everything by hand, uh, and not to sound like a cheat, but if you've seen the album artwork, that thing, you'll understand why I didn't, mm-hmm. why I was cheating there, because it's just a nightmare. I do remember the process of going like, oh, I'm going to draw it all by hand. And they're going like, oh, no, this is a real style. Like, you know, if you look at woodcuts, like they're not just made up. There's there's, um, there's actual rules to the woodcut and how long people's sleeves should be and what their shoes should look like, you know, and all of this sort of thing. And if you, if you compare woodcuts, they don't, um, you know, they do compare, you know, there's a definite style that woodcuts are in. And so if you start deviating from that style, it suddenly starts to not look and like Did you know this stuff before? Or was that just you researching and studying it? Or- no, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't know any of this. I thought I just went in going, like, I'll be able to draw like that. That's easy. <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, just the sort of arrogant twit, you know, just being like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I can draw that. That's the easy cartoon, you know, that's just a line and that's a line and you know, it's really easy. Whereas actually to get that stuff right is incredibly wow. difficult. It's it's not you'd really need to come up with some sort of generator, some woodcut generator. Someone will do that somewhere. That's the hard somehow, work, isn't it, that you, you know? put into it to make it right. Yeah. That's awesome. I guess. I always feel, still feel guilty of copying some of that, you know. Because there's definite figures in there that are just copied and, tr- and trees. Well, if you're happy for me yeah. to post it, I'll put some. I'll put links to it and, and put some pictures out so please everyone do, can see what I'm talking do. about. Because it is like a Where's Wally of, of, of I don't know, medieval <laughs> woodcarvers. Like Jesus Christ, just and cranes stuff. are being, yeah, being yeah. dropped. Yeah. And, oh, it looks <laughs> awesome. It's very, very cool. 
And Thank your, you. your paintings Thank as well. You. There's like the Nosferatu, and there's some really cool drawings. Again, do you do, do you do all that? Oh yeah, like just acrylic on canvas, or do you do stuff digitally? You know, you paint it all digitally, or you bit of both, or it's uh, it's a bit of both. Like the Nosferatu is there was a, I think there's an original one, which was the, I think one of the first things I ever did in Painter uh, on the PC. So is it called not Substance Painter? Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it's called. By Corel, yeah, Corel, I think. Um, and there's an original of that that doesn't look much like the the main painting. That that main painting is quite big. It's um, it's mainly acrylic and sort of ink. There's a bit of oil on there as well. Um, then the other ones, I what I tend to do now is I'll work something out digitally, and then if I'm going to do a, a painting of it, then I'll print that out and then paint oh, on top okay. of it. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, which, I mean, that has its own problems. So you you have to print out in, I mean, if you print stuff out in on, you know, like a painting or whatever, it comes mm -hmm. out really dark usually. So you you have to work with that or just print out a vague yeah. outline or whatever. Like um, there's a Charles Bukowski there that was done like that, which was definitely, that was done with, uh, printing out onto a canvas in dark and then painting acrylics on top of that. And then that was then. That was nice. That, that Bukowski picture was lovely. Uh, I remember that. And uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Vincent Price one as well. I really like that. That was more of an ink, or it looked like pen and ink. Yeah, yeah, that's pen and ink. Yeah. That's much more traditional. Yeah. I like doing stuff like that. Stuff where it's just where you can't go wrong, you know, where that's really fun. Um, yeah, where you just get a pen and a bit of paper. Yeah, those are really. Those and are I got a, a, and one last thing I want to ask you, which is it, it probably might sound really crass. So you can tell me to piss off if you don't even want to answer this question. Is this <laughs> this fucking th what is it like a, a a weird puppy thing on Instagram that's kind of breathing and moving? Now this is what I like about what Fuck I like off. about your stuff. Fuck. I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what I'm looking at and. I really like that and I can't yeah. figure out what's going on. And that's what that I really like the <laughs> fact that you do stuff like that. And I want to, I want to just touch on that because I think it's really, it's kind of like when I see people trying to do stuff, I get the impression that I can almost see the mechanism of how they're doing things. And with your mm. stuff and you probably not best to either agree or disagree with this, but it just looks like, I have a hard time trying to know exactly what's real, what's digital, what's practical, and all that, which I guess is the whole point. And oh, that's good. I get, but also I don't feel yeah, that yeah, it doesn't feel like the there's point. any, there's no, it's almost like you had a, a real thing you were trying to say first and that's been preserved throughout the whole process. You didn't get derailed by the act of making it. And uh, yeah, how mm. the fuck did you do that? That's fucked up. Are you just going to say <laughs> that's a real weird Well, I should probably, I can't. Thing? I I found it, yeah. It's just like one of those things that you find in the you know in the reservoir. Um, no, it's it's something I made, but like I I'm going to be doing some more of that stuff, so I, I should probably okay. just shut up about that. Um, but but usually that's like, I mean, there's a bunch of things like that. You you know, it's it's more like something like that is just something I'm like, oh, how about yeah. if I do this? You know, it's. It's it's probably why it feels kind of pure. If, yeah, there's nothing you know, there's nothing demonstrative about it. 
Do you know, it doesn't feel like you're, sh no, it feels like yeah. real footage of something happening. And that feels to me like if somebody yeah. was going to spend a lot of energy and a lot of time doing something very clever, they would really make sure you got a clear shot at seeing this thing. And that's why a, a lot of those things don't feel genuine. But that's why, that's what I like to see. So there's something yeah. about how you do stuff. Uh, it's a theme I see it on a regular basis where it's, it's sort of, you know, horrible body stuff, but it's done in a way that isn't it doesn't feel like it's glorifying like like you could imagine how much more extreme something could be but you haven't gone there because it doesn't need to be do you know what i mean and i i, I you've got a good sense yeah of that. i mean that that is that is thank you thank you that that is a deliberate process that is deliberate part of the process which is just to if you look and it's something that i learned doing cg is that if if you're working with cg right there will be a producer that will come along and just go like, oh, that's wrong, you know, and you're like, what? And you don't actually know what they mean, you know, and they'll go like, no, I don't like that, you know, and then you're like, what, what? And they'll be like, the way the eye's moving, there's something wrong with the CG, you know, whatever, and you're like, okay, mm. I'll change it. And, you know, I've had that like numerous, numerous times, like someone has come along and go like, what's that? And I'm like, that's the reflection off the microphone hitting them. And they're like, no, I don't like that. Take that out. And you're like, but why? And they're like, well, I just don't like it. You know, and you're like, all oh, right, okay, I'll take that thing out. And what, what you realize is that when you're working on actual footage with no CG on, producers will come along and ask you to take the bits they don't like out. Okay, so, so, and what that does is it makes images start looking artificial. You know, they're just sort of cleaning up the image and it doesn't actually have, need to have any CG on it at all. So when you're working with CG, what you do is you leave mm -hmm. all those bits in, you know, and all those bits would, would definitely be bits that are like, you're just going to look like, hang on, is that me making a mistake or is that just, a, you know, just real, you know, and as long as you leave those bits in, it's, it's mm. fine. You know, the, the, the CG tends to look real and I, and, and I'm including bits that of just shitty CG, you know, it's, it's because actually real life, you know, they always say like, leave the reality into it, but I would say leave more of that, like way more of that, you know, like, you know, because things like computer imagery or things in real life are like, they, weird things happen happen to them you know like just bits fall off them and like hair just gets stuck in weird positions and you know so as part of my deliberately as part of my working process i going back to right at the beginning of this conversation when someone goes like oh don't bother with that on set you know we'll fix it in post that is the correct response because you you actually want as much shit in your shot as possible mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like you know, you want those challenges. You you want to be able to go, you know, I'll, I, instead of going like, oh, I'm going to make something for this. I'm just going to go like, what's the first thing on my shelf that I can grab that looks vaguely similar to this? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And, th and then just mash it in there and, and go like, well, okay, I'll, I'll put a turnip in here and see if that works for a head, you know? And then sometimes it does, you know, the turnip works really well, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. I never would have thought that I could get the turnip. It's almost, it's almost like you've got, <laughs> you know? especially with digital stuff, you've got such levels of fuckery and possible perfection and, and like, like ruthless efficiency that can take place yeah. that that's not what real life is. And so you almost have, yeah, you have to allow some 
randomness in to 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 keep it grounded yeah um and like you say perhaps more than most people would think because they're so used to seeing polished things and a lot of it that's actually the undoing isn't it it's been polished to such a degree that it ceases to be recognizable as as something that's happened it looks like somebody's done it rather than it's happening kind of thing well but no totally i mean i was thinking about this the other day because i know someone who uses like tarot cards you know and i always used to laugh at that and now i'm thinking no tarot cards are an excellent idea you know, if if you if you work on it in a very rigid way, in a very you know a way where everything is controlled in your life, then having a tarot card, letting you know, just dealing the cards out and obeying the cards is just saying it's kind of just like opening yeah, the door. Yeah, so I mean, who's that, to say? Yeah, exactly. Who's to say I mean? that like, the decisions you're making are the right cares? ones? Do you know what I mean? People yeah. people leave people yeah, leave the house exactly, and end up exactly. dying because they walk in front of a bus uh, because of a decision that they yeah. believe was the right one. And who's to fucking say? <laughs> so, you know. Well, no, totally. Just open the door to like, well, whatever. And, and learn it to cope matter, with it. You know, especially yeah. creatively. And, you know, if you're doing CG, for instance, like you do, you just want the thing. You're like, oh, there's something yes. interesting. Yeah, you, you you're know? absolutely and, right. Because it's almost, how do I yeah, make it's almost like the, 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 the flip side of that is the conceit that the thing that you're allowed to think completely and thoroughly and polished and say, fuck off, I need another six weeks to make it just right. The conceit is that you're thinking that your ideas are perfect enough to be released and that they'll be right. As we've seen with the fucking, yeah. you know, the the boss Nash stuff in that Star Wars movie, like at some point somebody went home and had a massive wank, thinking, "Oh, I'm fucking amazing." And now you look at it and you go, "That looks like a fucking <laughs> yeah. a, a Wii game fucking video sequence." It just it just looks horrible. But at, at one point, someone thought that was amazing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, who it's 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 it is that sort of working with things that are not necessarily entirely your responsibility you've you've done 90 percent of it but you've allowed 10 percent of something else in and you're just going to roll with it rather than ruthlessly yeah and it's it, and it's just your job i mean it might one of my favorite stories is that uh, on alien you know dan O'Bannon was working with hr Giga, and one of the producers came in and just said Oh, we'll have, how about six fingers on the alien, you know, and Dan O'Bannon just raged and was like, oh, fuck's sake, producers don't know anything, you know, Giga, what are you going to do, you know, and, you know, Dan O'Bannon went off on one and Giga just put six fingers on it, you know, and, and, uh, and, and at that point, Dan O'Bannon realized, he goes, oh, I, I realized that at that point I was working with an yeah. actual genius, you know, he goes, and a genius's job is just to do exactly what he's told, but to do it in a way that makes it good and you know how you didn't think it was possible yeah, and it wasn't yeah. going to work you know and and he goes i realized i wasn't the genius you know like <laughs> you know like and that's how i that's how i feel the most you know most of the time you know i spend so much of my time just going oh for fuck's sake they don't know anything you know and it's like well that's not the point you know the point is just to do your job and to the best of your ability and 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 see yeah. what happens yeah. you know you know because seeing what happens is like I think as you get older, you know, I'm really like, I'm like, I want to know what happens in my, my life. You know, I'm like, well, what will happen? Yeah. If I Cause do you don't like know. This? You think you do, but you don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. No, exactly. You know, and you get given these wonderful opportunities and you totally <laughs> fuck them up. And then other, other opportunities where someone, you know, you, they just, you stumble into and somehow mm. just work, you know? And, um, but you should always try, you should always try and do as many different things as possible. I think. But yeah, anyway. Perfect. That was a good end, I think, to that. That's fucking glorious. 
Thank oh, you so brilliant. much. Okay. I really appreciate you that giving your good. time like this, Dom. No worries. That was excellent. No, thanks, Stuart. Yeah. Uh, so if we want to direct people towards you, where, where would you like people to look? I'm guessing your, your Instagram and your website. Uh, yeah, my web, yeah, my website and my Instagram, so, please. Yeah. And if not, not that, my Facebook page. Yeah. Okay, doke. So that's uh, DominicHailstone.com is your yeah. website. And on, on Instagram, it's Dominic underscore Hailstone underscore, I think. Yes. I'll put links Thank to you. these on the trait on the um on the on the on the notes anyway. Brilliant. Amazing. Dom, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Right. Thank you. And there you have it. He was interesting. He he's um he he's one of those guys that 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 makes things but also designs things very well. There's so many people I work with that are, you know, hands that make stuff, but the the the, the designing aspect of things uh, goes along with that. Oh, absolutely. And I really, I'm excited about what ZBrush has to offer for that because, you know, somebody that, that designed something, cause it see, it feels like it used to be people would design something digitally and then hand a picture of that digital design over to somebody who would then build it in clay. And now you kind of shortening that step because the person who does the design can now make an asset, which could then be used in the film or in the show or in the game. You know, there's the, because yeah. the thing you're using to Whether design it's a, a digital double. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So I think we're probably yeah. going to spend a bit more time this year talking about ZBrush, but, but practically in a way of how it can be used and the way it is being used by people already. Um, because I'm keenly aware that this, you know, this podcast is about prosthetics. So I don't want to take away from that. And if we find a real uh, rich seam of information that, that's growing, we maybe need to look at starting a second podcast <laughs> because um, <laughs> perhaps because people are going to come here for the rubber stuff, you know? So, well, I can, I can, I can think of several names right off the top of my head of, of sculptors <laughs> who are using ZBrush for practical purposes uh, rather than just digital purposes. Um, there's uh, Rod Maxwell for one, Jamie Stammen, yes. um, Landon Meyer. Yep. Just, just three right off the top of my head that of uh, that are doing it. Uh, Kazu mm -hmm. is doing it. I think Rick Baker has played with the 3D printing for prosthetic pieces as well. So yeah. It's you know, well, this is interesting. There's definitely thing. precedent. There is definitely precedent, and I think as scanning becomes more accessible and feasible, um, then it's going to fall to people that can use those things together to create real world benefits because that's the thing it's about using it in such a way that you're actually accomplishing something that it needs to be done and can't really be done any other way mm. well this you is know, stuff like that, those nosing this is that stuff that i love love being able to talk to to uh, maddie scott spencer about yes Yes. Because she actually yes, started her career as a prosthetic sculptor. Yes. I see she did some stuff for um, Gentle Giant as well. Yeah. And uh, they did a lot. Of, they had, I don't know if they're still there. They they had a location, like a scanning uh, setup uh, based at Pinewood. Um, and that might be interesting to chat to them as well. So uh, we have a few in uh, leads on the, on the scanning things as well. So... Uh, there's a podcast we did ages ago with a, a scanners and schooner rides. I think it's called, I have to find out what number it is, Yeah, but, um, we, that was, we that talked was, a little that bit was close there. to the beginning. That was, those were early doors. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it would be good to, to speak to somebody, um, you know, who's doing it now. Oh, Rod Maxwell using is different using stuff an, an Artec scanner, I believe. I had a look and he was, he had all these molds that he was going to get rid of. Oh no, they were life casts. I beg your pardon. He had life casts. Uh, molds and he was scanning the molds and then inverting the data to 
basically create a cast. Crazy. It was amazing. It was really neat. So yeah, I think we should have to uh, to get Rod Maxwell on that. But I think we need a little coherent plan about how we approach this because, like I say, we're in danger of, of getting really excited about the digital stuff and leaving behind the people who are here for the rubber stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a moving target as this thing changes. And as I start using more digital stuff and uh, using more stuff in my own work, I've, I, I don't want to get lost in the fact that I still spend a lot of time mixing up rubber and painting rubber and sticking things on skin. And that's um, where the where the, the meat and potatoes of it is. And that's because uh, that, at the end of the day, the I don't want to do part. stuff just for, well, it is because I don't really want to sculpt something and then never have it in my hands. You know what I mean? I like yeah. to actually yeah. make stuff and print stuff and have a physical thing. Well, that's the entire that's the whole reason I left uh, visual effects animations because I got tired of not being able to touch the stuff I was making. Yeah, but there's definitely a middle way, I think, where you can enjoy the benefits of both. And I think this is the the, the magic of ZBrush is that it, it doesn't just do one thing and it's not just for one group of people you you take from it what you need it's a big sandbox mm-hmm. and some people some people will never use 95 percent of it because they just don't need to but everything they need is in it just like a supermarket you know you don't have to buy something from every shelf you just go in there and buy the 10 items you need but it has to be in a big supermarket for those items to be available because lots of people need a different 10 items right um good analogy I, 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 thank you i'm sure i used that one before but anyway you're that, good at analogies uh, nice analogy yeah it's just um i don't know it's just a way of describing something without and often it's rude or involves farting or something like that which is um I just... oh, speaking of which <laughs> you have i a have, remote controlled, I have fart a remote machine. controlled fart machine i need to get put new batteries in it but it's a it's I amazing it a no this this is this is a must-have for so many people i know you're you're one of them okay <laughs> yeah so so watch your mailbox okay <laughs> excellent it'd be be a good christmas and the thing is the boys would love that too my kids would probably dig it uh, oh that's funny no doubt it's uh <laughs> teenage boys and fart machines match made in heaven it's not like <laughs> I was thinking, um, I mean, there's one makeup um, I did uh, for something that I can't talk about yet, but you've seen pictures of it, the, the, mm-hmm, the vampire mm-hmm. thing, uh, with the teeth. And I sculpted and printed the teeth and then made a silica mold so that I could make teeth in a firmer silicon than the rest of the piece. And it worked really well. And that was a nice thing to do. But I would quite like to sculpt some masks with different elements i might do sort of small portions of faces just to physically you know reduce the size of the 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 job um where you like sculpt them as different elements so you could print the gums you could print the teeth you could print the skin and then make them as separate items and put them together i don't have a printer that can print flexible and sufficiently colored elements yeah. that are the right colors so i'd have to mold them and cast them out in different materials but the idea of making you know a set of gums that clips into the the, ma- the back of the face perfectly and the teeth slot in and they can all be made out of different materials the right color no it's basically printing your individual sub tools yes basically and then assembling it you know to great effect rather than paint the teeth a white color with an opaque white paint let's make them translucent ivory so they look like real teeth you know and then the gums can be the same and then the the skin can be you know whatever skin the person needs to be all you need is a stratus 750. (laughs) how much would that send me back (laughs) oh 
million two maybe <laughs> yeah um uh it's not been a great year so i'm but gonna it, hold off on that but i you have to get a new roof first like nine so. different materials simultaneously oh wow that's amazing but then you know what the problem with that is it goes when horribly it goes wrong, wrong you'll be hard pressed to find yeah but you you won't find many people with with story that's why i got a cr10s because like there are millions of those and literally anything that goes wrong with it someone will have experienced him will have a video of yeah so it's the support base but uh but maybe for that money, you get someone turn up at your house on staff. You know, in a shiny suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think if you spend that much money, you, you'd have a, like a maintenance regime with it. I mean, Christ, my car has a maintenance regime and that, that costs nothing like that. That's a 12-year-old Volkswagen <laughs> Passat. So <laughs> held together with rust and prayers. So, all right, dude. I guess we should wrap this up. A oh, fun chat. It was fun chat. It's good to catch up with you. It's been a while. Um, we have another guest that was I recorded today. It's all been down to me not getting my shit together, which is why there's there's entire weeks between episodes. But you know, well, I'm not going out of town for Christmas this year, so no. there's a good chance that we can could do the wraps. Excellent. Well, do get in touch with us. You can almost always email us at stuartandtodd at gmail.com or leave us a message on our website, which is battleswithbitsofrubber.com. Or you could even send us a, an Instagram message on our page, Battles with Bits of Rubber. All right, mate. Cheers, buddy. It's good to speak to you. Talk to you soon. Catch up soon. Okay. Cheers, man. Bye. You can get in touch through our Facebook page or email us at stuartandtodd at gmail.com. Check the show notes for more information. If you enjoyed this episode, tell someone else and help us grow by sharing it on social media. Thanks for listening.